coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. I have just a couple of addendums to this story before we get into what Black Monday might look like in the NFL and take more of your calls. So we're talking about the Odyssey podcast. One giant step that we have with Paul Dettino and Sean Marash. Now, Sean apparently was a little bit late to the start of the podcast. Yes. And the producer took it over. Like, he just decided, I'm going to take over this podcast, and I don't care that we're not waiting for Sean, even though it's Sean's podcast. He's done it the entire year. I'm taking it over, and I'm starting the podcast. So you're ready for this. Okay. Two, two more details here. All right. One, this guy, Adam Arbrecht, who is the producer of the podcast who took over, has his own Giants podcast. He does? That he started after he took this job. And it's almost the same name as that podcast. Oh, come on. So it's this podcast is one giant step. Adam's podcast is one giant podcast. All right? Which would come up probably first in a search. <laughs> Smart. Yes. And here's my favorite part of this story that I just learned. So we saw... That Sean didn't join until 10 minutes, right? Okay. Sean was two minutes late, had logged in to the program called StreamYard, logged in, and this Adam guy made him wait eight minutes to finish his Kayvon Thibodeau discussion and then let Sean in. Wow. (laughs) That is ballsy. He let him sit there in the waiting room while he finished the topic, and then he let him in. I mean, he was trying to shut him out. This is a total shiv situation. Shiv in the back, baby. 100%. Oh, man. So, um... Yes, <laughs> I gotta believe that Sean's gotta be ticked off. Oh no, I, I would imagine. I haven't talked to him yet. Okay, but I, I'm sure he is very upset. Imagine him sitting there stewing, like, oh, hello, I host this podcast. I'm, I'm here. here. It's Sean I'm two minutes late. You couldn't wait two minutes. You're gonna take the whole first segment from wow. me. That's gotta be. That's gonna be a tough. That's gonna be. When when do they do the next podcast? Uh, probably next after, week after, after the yeah. game. Okay, so. That's going to be interesting. But they're not together. They're not in the studio together. No. Because they're doing it on the stream yard. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Imagine wow. that. This is going to be... There could be fireworks. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> there could be a meeting. They, right. They, they, they have, Spike has to have a meeting. They, you know, I, would, I would... I would... That's definitely mean. But just think about this. Pretend, this would never happen with, with me and you in this show. But pretend this for a second. That for whatever reason, something happened. You were two minutes late. And Jerry was sitting in your seat to start the show. Okay. And you were waiting outside the door to come in. And we were like, hold on one second. Let's no. just, can we, wait, Boomer, just wait one second here. <laughs> we're just going to finish this first segment. Then you can come in. How disrespectful that is. 100%. Your show. But then again. Sean's show. Right. Disrespect. But I will say that Sean did show up late. Two minutes, though. Because, by the way. To a nine, non-live program. To a non-live program because <laughs> because he was talking to the program director. He had a meeting with the program director, and that's why he was two minutes late. 
Do you have uh, Do you have Adam Arbrick's number that we could talk to him? I can uh, look for it. I can. Effort I think it. you need to find it. I All think right. we need to get a, uh, an understanding from this young man as to did he think he was doing the right thing, or it's just this, basically this kind of generation? We just do what we want. We take what we want, and then we shoot everybody and, in the back. And if we don't get what we want, then we get mommy and daddy to complain about something. Right. Exactly. And you just step right over who's in front of you to get whatever you need. Doesn't matter if you're you the head soccer coach or not. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. So before we get to the calls, do you believe that there's any big surprise when it comes to a head coach on Black Monday? We tend right. to have at least one. Well, I know you didn't listen to my recent CBS Sports. No, I did was, not. I was listening was, to the One Giant Step podcast. Okay, yeah. So that that sports minute was about the uncomfortable discussion about having uh, about coaches losing their jobs. Yeah, right. And I do think that there's a chance that Cliff Kingsbury could lose his job. Okay. I do think that there's a very good, obviously, shot in Denver will be open, Indianapolis will be open, and Carolina will be open. Those are the ones that I would expect. Right. And we, yeah, we know that, right. And there's always going to be some surprise somewhere. Now, right. now I remember... Here would be a surprise for you. Yeah. You've seen that Tennessee has had issues. Right, then they had an offensive coordinator yeah. DUI. Uh, John Robinson was fired. Yeah. And and now they're hanging on by a thread, and they got to beat the Jaguars on Saturday night to make it to the playoffs. I, I like Mike Rabel. I think he's done an amazing job down there. I can't imagine him being fired, but that would be like a shot out of the, a barrel. Like, like That would be like, boom! That would be a big that one. That would be a shock. Because everybody seems to love him. He's had a lot of success <clears throat> there. I think the players really like him. Right. Yeah, that, that would be a surprise. Could Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, say, you know, this mm. is the year I'm going to get Sean Payton, and this year I'm bringing in Tom Brady. I'm blowing this whole thing up. Could uh, that happen? Again, another yeah. impetuous owner, an owner that's very uh, unpredictable. Sure. Could that happen? Yes. It could. So uh, something like that is bound to happen somewhere. Um, you just never know what's happening in each and every building across the NFL. But there's inevitably there's always one or two firings that completely catch us off guard. Yeah, I remember uh, it was last year we were talking about uh, Mike Zimmer wasn't <clears throat> that wasn't really on the radar at that point. And boom, and it ended up happening. And there's been others, of course. You know, we've talked about Adam Case when he got fired from the Dolphins. Brian Flores last year when he got right. fired by so the what Dolphins. Happens, so what happens is that normally, the way I understand this, season's over, there's a meeting with the owner, there's a download on what happened during the season, there are explanations from the GMs and the coaches. Most coaches and owners, you know, speak with each other without the GM, and then sure. the GM speaks to the owner. Like, you know, that's... A normal way of doing things because the co the owner deserves an explanation as to what happened, why it happened, and, and from each person's perspective. And then the owner may hear something that he hadn't heard all year long and then react to that, and it may end up costing somebody their job. I'm going to throw two at you before we go to the calls. Mike McCarthy. No, I don't think so. I, I think Jerry's more than happy with him. You know, I'm like, they won games with Cooper Rush this year, and that shows me that the coach... He's got the pulse of the team, and that. What about his love affair with Sean Payton, though, yeah. Jerry Jones? Well, but does Jerry Jones want to pay Sean Payton twenty million dollars to coach his team, and why does he need to do I mean, that? Jerry, well, I'll tell you why he needs to do it because he's hundred years old. He probably wants to see another Super Bowl, and he thinks that Sean Payton's a better coach I think than they Mike have McCarthy. A really good shot at getting to the Super Bowl this year. So let's well, what see what if what, they get knocked out wild card. Well, now if they get knocked out wild card weekend, and it's an embarrassment. Then you know all. All chips are in the middle of the table. I mean, it's a possibility they're playing the yeah, Buccaneers. I'm not saying that it's not a possibility, right? Uh, and then also Brandon Staley. 
You know, I don't think that's the case just because that ownership out there is not going to be paying if you're thinking Sean Payton for Justin Herbert and the uh, the charge. I just don't see the Spanos family paying that kind of money to a guy like him. And he would be a guy that would want to come in. Remember, if you're hiring him, maybe with the exception of the Cowboys because it's Jerry and Stephen Jones that run that that team, he's going to want to bring in everybody that he knows. His entire staff, the front office, the whole thing. That's what I feel like when, when you're talking about Sean Payton. All right, let's go to Brian in Washington Township. What's going on, Brian? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up, man? Uh, just uh, thank you guys for covering the AFC uh, playoff scenarios. But I'm just curious because I'm a Vikings fan. And if all four teams, Eagles, Cowboys, Vikings, and 49ers finished 13-4, and four, what are the seedings? Well, if the Eagles, let me just put it this way. If the Eagles win, okay, the Eagles will be the number one seed. That's pretty simple. Well, I I have the answer for it. The the answer is the one seed would be the 49ers. The two seed would be the Eagles. And the three seed at that point would still be the Minnesota Vikings if they all finish 13 and 4. Because San Francisco has the tiebreaker over Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And San, the Minnesota does not have a tiebreaker over Philadelphia or San Francisco. So that's yeah, the way it would you know, work. It's very interesting, though, because... Uh, you got to remember, though, Dallas is Cowboys still in the mix Eagles, there, too, right? The Cowboys and Eagles don't win the division. They finish in a tie. So they, if the 49ers lose, <clears throat> the Eagles or Cowboys should not be a number one seed because they didn't win their division. Yeah, well, one of them will win the division, though. The Eagles Based or Cowboys. Yes. Right, one of them will. That's my point. Is they tie. Oh, but the Cowboys beat the Eagles, and so if they tie, they tie, and then it goes back to the Cowboys already beating the Eagles, and they did that a couple weeks ago yeah, without Jalen Hurts. Right, but there were two games, right? So a win and a tie. <laughs> yes. Right, right. That's close to the hey, Cowboys. I'm, just, so I'm a Vikings fan. I'm trying to figure out a way we're going to get the best. You're not. You know, the one seed is out for them. The two the, seed you can I get. Know. You can get I the know, two I'm seed. I'm just kidding, but. You could, the only way you can get the two seed, well, you had, you'd had two opportunities to get the two seed. One was to actually win last week up in Lambeau, but, uh, yeah. of course, that was, a, that was an ass kicking. And the other thing you had an opportunity, obviously, was when the Raiders were going up and down the field with the 49ers with Jared Stidham, and he had a chance to win that game in overtime. The Raiders, they did not. Um, so that ended up screwing the Vikings. The only way you can now get the two seed, if you're the Minnesota Vikings, if you beat the Bears, with Nathan Peterman, and the 49ers somehow lose with something on the line to the Arizona Cardinals with David Blau playing quarterback yeah. and no DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, so that's not happening. No, there you go. So you're gonna, it's going to be the Giants. Brian, one? get buckle up. It's Giants-Vikings wild card weekend, 100%. Knock it down. You already know. And then make plans for the next week because the Giants are going to end up beating the Vikings in wild card weekend. That's what's going to happen. Vikings... Always lose to the Giants. That's the way it goes. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, 1997 playoffs, they ended up having that real that, that comeback win. And uh, Randall Cunningham to Jake Reed, the corner of the end zone, they beat him in the playoffs then. But, yes, 2000 NFC Championship game pops into mind right away. Yes. Yeah. So. And the fact that the Giants almost beat him the last time they were up there this year. Yeah, but almost beat him. What are we talking about? They didn't. The Vikings ended up beating him. They were up eight. The only amazing thing is either the Vikings get their asses kicked or they win a one score game. Or they win a one score game. That's basically what it comes down to. They only had one win this year that was not a one score win, and that was week one against the Green Bay Packers where they beat them up pretty bad. Right, and that was where Aaron Rodgers was trying to figure out the the wide receiver situation and everything. Every other win. 
11 wins. The other 11 wins, they have 12 wins now, have all been one-score games. And, and they're 11-0 means- in one-score games. Right, so we think this is going to be a one-score game between the Giants and the Vikings next weekend. Yeah, I mean, that's a positive if you're looking at it through the purple-colored glasses. That's a positive, but we know how it's going to end. It's going to be a one-score lo- uh, one loss. Could be. Yeah, could be. Uh, let's go to Tyler in Caldwell, New Jersey. What's up, Tyler? Boomer Gio, how's it going? Good, man. What's up? All right, so I want to talk about the disgrace of the New York Jets. <laughs> you want to start a winning culture. How can you roll out Joe Flacco in the last week of the season when you have an opportunity to play spoiler against the Dolphins? Now, it might not matter because the Dolphins are down to a third-string undrafted free agent quarterback, but I feel so bad for Mike White. They said Mike White was either limited today or tomorrow in practice. That's bullocks. Mike White is definitely capable of playing in this game, and for some odd reason, they're going to start Flacco, and that's just outright ridiculous. If you want to win that game, you play the quarterback that gives you the best chance of winning. Mike Francesa always said that. Never agree with Francesa that much, but I agree with him there. Yeah, but but Tyler, I do think, listen, I've disagreed with almost everything they've done with the quarterback this year, but I do think that if Mike White isn't playing, it's because he's hurt. And because you, you saw how bad those hits were in Buffalo, and then you saw how poorly he played in Seattle. So to me, that's it's clear that if he doesn't play, it's because he's hurt. Because also, Rob Sala said, regardless of what happens, Mike White's our starter for the last two games, and it was lining up that way until he missed practice. I can't imagine them just shoehorning in Joe Flacco to get one final moment in Joe Flacco's career. I, I just can't. That that can't be the case. And if it is, that's pathetic. You know, you know, really quickly, one more thing. If, if you don't mind, Rob Sala is just... How, how could people really defend this guy as much as they are? The Jets are just in an utter collapse. This is the first opportunity they've had in six, seven years to actually make a name for themselves, make the playoffs. You're the New York freaking Jets, and you just blow it. And now this guy is going to stand, he's going to die on the hill of Zach Wilson's our guy, Zach Wilson's our guy. Zach Wilson is a third-rate Mountain West quarterback who's entitled and never won anything. You want to give some guy credit, a quarterback from in New York that deserves credit? How about Daniel Jones? That guy has never had an ounce of support his whole career. He might get some next year. This guy played for Duke in the ACC and was getting the crack kicked out was, of him. What, but let me ask you, Tyler, and you're right about Daniel Jones' season. Jones. I'm not disagreeing that with that. That's garbage. Go Giants. Uh, go Giants. Oh, he's exactly. a Giants fan. That's why. Right. Um, but it sounded like he was a Jet fan in the beginning. But, but he's though. a Giant fan. But what, I mean, why even worry about what the Jets are doing if you're a Giant fan? I think he might have been such a pissed off Jet fan that now he's saying go Giants. Like that's where I think he was. Really, with you that. think so? That's where that's at least where I got from that phone call. I see, but that let's say he is a Giant fan. Mm-hmm. That's part of the problem when you come here and play. You don't know who the hell is criticizing you. Yeah, are the Giant fans making fun of the Jets and criticizing the Jets just because you know they made the playoffs and now they're all over the Jets and the Jets have to deal with that? You know what I mean? Sure. Like when you come here, there's so many different fan bases collectively. Like. We're diverse as a city as it is. Of course. You know, whether, you know, when you take a look at it, we're the most diverse city in the world. They call it a melting pot. It is a melting pot for a reason. And it's the most diverse city in the world. And that, you could say the same thing about sports fandom here. Yeah. It's one of the most diverse, if not the most diverse. So let's get a quarterback from the least diverse state in America (laughs) and put him here. Yes. Hello? (laughs) Hello is right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, you have fan bases that criticize each other under the guise that they may be a fan of that team that they're criticizing. 
I understand what you're saying. It's a little complicated, but I know exactly. You're a Giant what you're fan calling in, acting as a Jet fan, criticizing the Jets. Exactly, trashing the Jets because right. now's your opportunity. You're an Islander fan calling in as a Ranger fan, trashing the Rangers. Right, exactly. And boy, that feels good for that fan. Going, listen, now I can just hammer the Jets because they're out of the playoffs and my team's in the playoffs. If you're a Giant fan, yeah, I, I think there's some of that out there. Some of that. I think that, especially the way this year was going <laughs> yeah. in the beginning, and the Jets were getting so much attention. And now it just flipped the other way. I mean, the Giants have an opportunity here to win 10 games. But I don't know why Giant fans feel the need to just rip on the Jets. Because if Jet fan does that very well. Yeah, they rip like they're on very, themselves. They're very good at ripping on themselves. Yeah, the Jet fan is not an obnoxious <laughs> fan in the sense of they think they're better than they are. They're puffing their chest. They think they're tortured. Exactly. That's, that's, that type of obnoxiousness does exist. Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. Early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kid's soccer game on time. Life is different, and so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of. Right here in our community. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Boomer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I'll quickly explain something that we have been talking about for the last half hour or so. Odyssey does a Giants podcast, Sean Morash and Paul Dettino, and they just recently hired a producer, this man named Adam Armbrecht. Sean Marash was two minutes late to the podcast, which is not a live taping. Start whenever. Sean's two minutes late. The producer, Adam, decides, screw Sean. I'm going to start the podcast. Sean is waiting in the stream yard waiting room for a full seven minutes while Adam finishes his Kayvon Thibodeau segment with Paul Dottino, then lets Sean in. Now, mind you, Sean's been doing this the entire year. Right. It's Sean's podcast. He's been doing it the entire year. Now, I will say that I thought Adam did a very nice job. No, Adam did a great job. But I just want to say that we do have a guest in studio today, right? Yeah. So it's Katie. Right. And Katie's in the business. And Katie's, you know, watching the show today to kind of get some ideas. And I was just going to say to Katie, so this Adam kid basically jumped right in there when he had the chance. And that's what you got to do. No, you no, got to no. stab and shiv whoever you can in the back. <laughs> no, 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 no. Get yourself in front of the microphone. No, no, no. Dude, no Eddie no. ran to the bathroom before she jumped right behind the board. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. He just started hitting everything. <laughs> uh, okay, so Adam, I said, did a nice job, and I was impressed by it. But we've got some questions here about why he did what he did. Yeah. Because this is a full shiv job. Would yeah. you agree, Jerry? Full shiv job? This doesn't sound great. Does not sound good. Uh, Adam uh, Armbrecht, is that how you say your name? Yes, correct. Uh, all right, good so morning, like, Adam. This is like the the next generation of Pat Boyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a young guy oh, trying to... Trying shots to... fired here already, gee. <laughs> wow, he says shots fired. You, t- you think Pat Boyle doesn't do a good job? No, I think he does a great job. Okay. I, just, I, I, so, I um, was working this morning, and a cousin of mine actually called me and said, hey, do you know that you're being talked about on Boomer and Geo this morning? So you don't listen so to the show? <laughs> Oh, no, I'm a big fan of the Okay, car. all right, just making sure. You know, in the car, obviously, that stuff. But um, he alerted me, 
And it turns out that I, there's some honor to be defended here. I'm being attacked from all angles, yeah? Well, first of all, we did start well, off we the segment. You. We started off the yeah. segment saying that you did a good job, and I was really impressed with how you did because I went to listen to the podcast. And I was like, where's Sean? Who's this guy? This guy's doing a good job. I did start off by saying that. But we do have questions. Was Sean indeed two minutes late to the podcast, then showed up, sat there for seven minutes, and you didn't let him in? from the stream yard waiting room so you could finish that segment let's let's uh we'll try to go full context here um so no sean was about and it's not uh at all on him he was in a meeting with spike i think as you uh mentioned he was uh, he came in around 10 14 10 15 we have a tight kind of 10 to 10 30 window where we record the podcast because sean has to run down and feed the meter do his other stuff with cbs etc paul Dettino has his work with uh, the giants obviously so there's been kind of a standing mandate over the season to just, hey, if there's a, a spot where someone can't make it, you can just fill in as the producer, go ahead and have those conversations and make sure that we get the episodes recorded. So Paul and I were there waiting for Sean and we didn't hear from him. So I didn't know he was in a meeting with Spike. Had I known, we would have just waited for him to get there. So we, we batted around what we could discuss. Did you reach out to him? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I reached out. Actually, okay. I reached out with a very... It wasn't even about, are you going to make it? I said, are you okay, Sean? That was the text that I... Are you okay? Wow, wow, you thought yeah. that something tragic had happened to Sean. He's such a pro's pro that I knew it could only be something... Oh, okay, pro's pro. <laughs> You're talking about the guy who pooped his pants on the air. <laughs> this is and the pro's pro. But also maintained and finished that show. So you got to respect <laughs> the uh, dedication there. But, um, yes, anyway, it, it, he showed up. We were about three-quarters of the way through discussing Cave on Thibodeau. He asked in the private uh, streamer as a private chat, you know, you can ask questions. He asked, are we are we already recording? I said, yeah, I'll just wrap up this with Paul, and then you'll take over for segment number two. All right, so when you said the- I'll wrap up this with Paul, how many minutes from that I'll wrap this up till you let Sean in? I would say, boy, three, maybe four minutes. You know, me four minutes. Comment and Paul responding. Four minutes. Okay. Yeah. Now that to me, like, I, as soon as Sean shows up, I think he's got to be in there right away. I don't think you let him wait. It's probably you're probably right. It's probably it's probably my it's probably a mistake on my part. I um we've had by the we've had a good a great the entire season we've been working together, Paul, Sean, and I, and um it's been fantastic. So th- those guys are great, and there's no uh, there's, there's no animosity from your point. Yeah. Maybe maybe from Sean's point, there will be animosity as we move forward here. We'll see. Uh, the other thing, too, is that you also have your own podcast that you started after working on this podcast. Is that true? That is incorrect. Uh, I started, so I worked for another um, sports podcast network. I think the, the fan promotes the network. I won't um, mention it if that's you know, not acceptable. Um, I started, that's an independent podcast. I started that four years ago uh, in Daniel Jones' rookie season. When I was approached to produce One Giant Step, I brought that up um with some of the people at Odyssey, and they said, yeah, you know, it's no problem for us if it's no problem for you. I said, no big deal, and uh, and away we went. So, no, that's, that's been... Uh, okay, so you had one giant podcast before one giant step started. That is correct. Okay. Do right. you think that they stole your idea when they went with one giant step since there was <laughs> one giant podcast already out there? I, I think that uh, I think that I was probably a small fish in the giant coverage pond at that point, so I would have been... Uh, a surprise if Odyssey was was stealing was stealing. Yeah, but you know, listen, I wouldn't put it past it. You know, some people are unscrupulous. It's not my it's not my way, but who knows? All right, so uh, this is Adam Armbrecht who stabbed Sean Marash in the back and started the One Giant Step <laughs> podcast before Correct. Sean was available. 
Um, why such a tight window here? This is what I don't understand. This is not a live show. I mean, you mentioned Sean's got to pay the meter, everything else. But, I mean, you could wait a little bit to hear from Sean. It seemed like you jumped the gun here uh, very, very quickly. And then because you wanted this opportunity. What it sounds like to me is like, bang, I've got this chance. Sean's not here. I can get some eyeballs on me, Adam R. Brecht, and I'm going to do this podcast with Paul Dottino. Tell me why that isn't true. Um, it, it's, I do, so I do some other work, as I said, for another network that, um, we do some post-game live coverage for, uh, for the NBA. So we kind of have this, you know, live rhythm to it. So I think in some ways it was just, hey, we start at 10, we get out at 1030, it wraps up nice and tight, and you just fall into that rhythm. So there wasn't really, um, any deeper thinking behind it. And, uh, I'll have to check in with, now I have to check in with Sean. Now I have to, I have to call Sean after this and make sure that I'm not going to find, you know, some type of uh, revenge tour coming up for me in the weeks ahead here. So, no, it just... Um, all right, so, all right, fine. Let, let me ask you, do, so do you feel like you handled this correctly or not? Um, I Yeah, I feel comfortable with the way I did it, just based on the wow. structure that we have in place and the way that we handle the show um, and making sure that we those episodes get recorded and go out. Um, and I think, too, I, I've, had a good, I've had a very good relationship with Sean to this point. I think that's over. Come yeah. in and mm. said, "Hey, I don't like this," and you know, let's restart the show. Or he would have communicated with me. I think if he had a problem, or who knows, I may get word that I've been fired. So we don't know. We don't you know, know the, 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 the interesting thing. The interesting thing is, you said that Paul Dottino has a tight time slot as well on the other side. So you wanted to be respectful to him, which I totally get. But also, yeah, yeah, so the yeah the giant schedule. If you have to go to the yeah, but you know the interesting thing is there was no giant schedule because there was a Wednesday off, and Paul was celebrating the <laughs> fact that he had off along with the Giants, right? Which, which we did discuss in the episode. Yes, I know. That's why because we heard it. <laughs> and we're really so in one so tight window. My ass is what it's saying. Oh well, ah. we're getting hoisted, hoisted by my own batard here. This is a problem for me now. Um, no, yeah, listen. I hopefully, hopefully it all goes over okay, and uh, it's not a problem. But, uh, but if it is, I'll face the music. All right, let us, Adam, let us go around to the jury here and say shiv or no shiv. And let's start with the great Al Dukes, who is a radio lifer, and he loves radio, understands the unique uh, nature of radio and also the relationships within radio. Shiv or no shiv? I'm going shiv. There's no reason to start a podcast at exactly 10 o'clock. Okay, Eddie, shiv or no shiv? Shiv, absolutely shiv. Jerry, shiv or no shiv? I was in for the no shiv until the last note that there was no giant coverage that day. Right, yeah. exactly. Oh, Jerry. So you're a shiver. Uh, Jill? Oh, it's clearly a shiv. And he admitted uh-huh. that he made him wait in the waiting room for at least yeah. three or four minutes. I was told it was seven minutes. And the fact that Sean was waiting there, and let me finish this segment, actual host of the show, total shiv job. All right, here's the deal. I'm going to tell you, this, yeah. this is. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to agree with these guys. This is not a shift job. What this is, you saw an opportunity. You took it. It's all about your life, your family. Screw everybody else. And good for you, Adam. <laughs> well, I, I want to You're going to fit really well into this business, I'm telling you. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, I, uh, I appreciate the defense. Uh, I, I, live, I live relatively close to Al, actually, so I'm disappointed that... Uh, it has nothing to do with it. Al's yeah, got a bunch a, of jerks living around. It doesn't mean anything. True. I know. I'm not a big fan of who's living around. Yeah. I'm in Bradley Beach, but... Um, no, listen. I ho- hopefully it all it all works out. I, I enjoy all. You all right. Guys. So one one more here. This is very important. Yeah. So Al, being the great producer that he is, he got Paul Dottino on the phone. So you can ask now, Paul, shiv or no shiv, like you asked all of all us. All right. So Al, is Paul on the phone? Yeah, he's on the phone. Yep. 
right. All right. So, Paul, uh, what do you feel like? Shiv or no shiv? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, a shiv. Shiv. Huh? Shiv. Okay. Thanks, Paul. There it is. Thanks, Thanks for Paul. reaching out. Yeah. Yes, a shiv. Okay. Unbelievable. Man, five to one. I'm on Adam's side, man. You got to go get what you got to get. And when you get a chance to take a. That's not really what the question was, though. Yeah. yeah. It's two different can I, things. Can I say two, Boomer? Uh, you shift his way to the top. <laughs> I shift my way to the top. Good Lord. I, um, uh, I will say, I was listening before I got on. Um, I, I'm about the same age as Sean Morash. I, just that, that younger generation mentality. I want to keep myself as far away from that as possible. Because I like to consider myself closer to the professional groups like Geo and Boomer and Al and Jerry as opposed to some of these young up-and-comers. Okay. All right, so you've probably been shivved on your way up, so now you're shivving everybody else. So that's good, though. But I, I, like I told you, I understand why he did what he did. Okay. Opportunity, man, presents itself. Yeah, go but that, it. that could end up hurting you in the long run. Ah, there could be okay. people that look at this unfavorably. Well, you know, so I, I think I'm, I'm getting concerned that it's being cast in a negative light for, from Boomer and Geo now. From Geo, not from Boomer. Mm. I feel like this would have been water under a bridge, no problem. And now here I am. Uh, well, here's the thing that you need to understand, Adam. Yeah. Is that I don't bring these things up. When people have problems, <laughs> they come to me. Yes. And then they want me to illuminate it because there's a problem. He's got scuttlebutt at him. That's where it like, comes right, from. It comes I am from. the conduit. Yeah. So if everybody had no problem with this, I wouldn't be talking about it. But there was groundswell, there was scuttlebutt, and I'm just doing my job. I'm shining a light on the injustices of this business. That's well, my I can job. I only appreciate that. Do, all right, do all right. your job, Jeff. Thanks. All right, very good, Adam. So uh, Adam is the uh, take care now, and I'm sure uh, we will never talk to you again. <laughs> That's Adam Armbrecht, the producer of One Giant Step for now. For and Locked on Nets, by the way. Oh, Locked on Nets. Locked on yep. Nets. Okay. All right, very good. Big listener. Shut, shut up, Boomer. What? <laughs> shut up, Boomer. <laughs> you can't help yourself, can you? I just... I don't, you think he's going to be, continue to be the producer for that? Is Sean yes. Moran no. going to stand for that? <laughs> <laughs> we get that? What's that, Paul? You know, he no. Was, no, he's oh, not no, going to okay. be the producer. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I didn't realize Paul was still on. Until he hung up. Yeah. He's still there listening wow. to everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, huh? that was all fine until he admitted that they weren't really in a rush. Yeah, and he can did admit you? that he let Sean sit there for four minutes so he could finish the segment. Nice question. Yeah. Why is Sean running down to pay the meter? That's another good question. We all have apps. That's well. You know what though? What? He probably, but the app can go the to app 11, goes to eleven oh five. Yeah, right. You're right. Yeah. So all that stuff he said was bullcrap about why they had a tight uh -huh. window. Yes. Wow. He, He's going to fit perfectly in this business. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. You. you you think it's a shiv too? You just didn't want to totally pile on. I know you and your thinking, and <laughs> no, you I'm just, just want. I'm just trying to teach Katie how to you know get a job and <laughs> keep it, and you know when you see an opportunity, you got to go for it. Yeah, that's the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> you did well. You didn't no, ship I'm anybody. I didn't call the FBI. <laughs> oh, come on, man! No, I know. I know. I know. Uh, all right. Very good. Uh, what do you have there? <laughs> Not much. We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. That went over my head. That one. Um, oh, I just got it. Just got it. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, so meeting today. For the league owners to decide on what the hell they do in the uh, playoffs. 
Who knows? We shall see. Hopefully this will all be determined and decided today. And then we're on to week 18 of the NFL. A couple of games tomorrow. Then the full boat on Sunday. Sunday, Giants, Eagles, Jets, Dolphins as well. We played Mike LaFleur earlier. Uh, this is just looking back on the way they handled Zach Wilson out of college. Perhaps playing right away wasn't the right thing to do. In hindsight, it, it probably would have benefited, you know, just to sit back and, and learn a little bit uh, and uh, and watch a veteran and, and do it and just kind of grow, um, you know, in this league. Uh Kind of in the back seat watching. Got any of that extra prevagen on you? <laughs> <laughs> My brain ain't working. Uh, here's another one yeah. from Lafleur. Clearly, we chose the wrong path with him. That wasn't the course that we went, and uh, you know, from here we got to pick it up. We got to pick up the scraps, and we got to get back to work. Now, that having been said, we know he's not playing this weekend, uh, and it looks like Mike White might not either. We won't know till today. But Rich Semini did say that Joe Flacco did get some reps yesterday, and the thought is that he could play against Miami. We don't know that, but we shall see. Uh, after a couple of weeks of negotiating, we will see if the Mets can close this deal with Carlos Correa or not. Right now, still no official deal. Looks like the Twins might jump in. Who knows? Or as you say, maybe Scott Boris is talking to the media and putting it out there. Don't know. Yankees hired Omar Minaya as senior advisor of baseball operations. Here was Omar fielding a question in the middle. We can take the next one from Pete Caldera from the record. Hey, Omar, congratulations. Pete, how are you, man? Still great, singing? You still singing? I'll send you my dates. You're the man. You still sing, and I love that. Man, I've been many winter meetings with you singing, and you were awesome. What does that mean? He's at the bar till three o'clock in the morning singing karaoke. Probably, probably. yeah. What, what probably goes out of these on. meetings? I have Pete Caldera singing his ass off. Is this where big on. deals go down? Uh, Apparently, we're drinking vodka till five o'clock in the morning and, and singing the, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Pete Caldera is doing beyond the sea, right? Full of bourbon. <laughs> That's right. I guess so. Uh, Nick's in Toronto tonight. You've got the Nets in New Orleans against the Pelicans. We'll have that for you on the fan at 720. Rutgers beat Maryland last night 64-50. Fifth straight win for the Scarlet Knights. And the Rangers have really played well of late. Had another good night last night. VC. Jack Guy on him. Sends VC down. That shot deflected wide. Lindgren's got it. Hedl, quick shot. And that was first of his night uh, for Philip Heedle. He added an empty net goal. Rangers beat the Canadians by the score of 4-1. to one. Uh, A shorthanded goal for Chris Kreider on the storm here as well. Here was Gerard Gallant on Heedle's evening. Yeah, he played good. Yeah, he felt good today. And, uh, you know, obviously a big goal at the end for him again. So I think I those guys get confidence like that. But Phil played a good, strong game. A good, strong game. Not so much for the Devils or Islanders. They both lost. Blues beat the Devils 5-3. Oilers over the Islanders 4-2. Islanders in Calgary coming up tonight. Time now for Moment of the Day, which is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. No! All right, so G alerted us earlier to a question in the press conference yesterday with a reporter who was quite excited to talk to the doctors in regards to the Hamlin situation. All the while, this situation surrounding this press conference didn't quite call for a joyous tone, if you will. Hey guys, it's Liz Bonus from uh, WKRC TV Cincinnati. So excited to just talk to you for the first time. And I uh, want to say you've certainly made a difference showcasing our city and the great medical care here. Uh, hi guys, Liz Bonus. <laughs> so exciting to I talk know. to people who revive people. All right, you're talking about a guy who almost died. This is so cool. This is awesome. Thanks, guys. So exciting to talk to you guys. <laughs> All right. He did ask a couple of serious questions for sure. All right. Last thing. Lots of people are praying for you guys, and they're just wondering if you felt it. Oh, God. Oh. 
Moment of the day. <laughs> you said you know this woman. Uh, no, who she is. Oh, yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> that's Cincinnati. That's Midwest Cincinnati. That's I mean, what it is. Was, no, it's, it's, it's like not. the Bruce Beck of Cincinnati. Yeah, you're right. That right. is true. Bruce Beck ain't jumping out like that. Right. He would have some more tone. He'd be like, "What is the greatest part yes. of reviving somebody? <laughs> you know, bringing someone back to life. What's your favorite part about that? That would be Bruce. He gets the tone. Right. I'm like, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for our buddy Youssef, we I'm gave him an sorry. opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. If you won the picks, you had a bad couple of weeks, Youssef. But yeah, yeah. what did you tell me yesterday when I saw you in the hallway? Well, I told you, you know, this is like a Super Bowl for me. You know, this is like a mix of Super Bowl and the World Cup. To what a nice It doesn't matter if, uh, you know, I, I want him to, you know, he's, a, he's been good uh, for like a couple of weeks, so he right. deserves it. Yeah. So you're not, like, cursing him and, like, no, some no, Moroccan no, no. when you this go home. This is a blessing for me just to be <laughs> with you guys, to be honest. Okay, well, okay. Well, listen, you've done a great job. I We're going to do this throughout. I'm, I'm so, so happy. We're going to continue this through the playoffs because <laughs> why not? You're a part of the family now. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, and uh, we're going to get uh, into our picks uh, now for Week 18, Games That Matter, Jerry. All right, here we go. Game number one, Saturday night. This one matters. This is for the AFC South Division title, Titans in Jacksonville. The Jaguars minus six and a wow. half. You know, so Joshua Dobbs is going to be starting for the Titans. Uh, you know, and this is all going to be about Derrick Henry for them. And their defense is going to have to get turnovers from uh, Trevor Lawrence. I just don't see it happening. The Titans are going the wrong way and have been going the wrong way for quite some time. We talked about the problems with the coaching staff, with the general manager, and everything else going on there. I do not like the way they're finishing, and I love the way Travis Etienne is finishing. So I'm laying the points and taking the Jags. Shout out to my friend Craig Bazaruske I went to high school with who owns Painters, the restaurant, who when I said at the beginning of the year, I'm laying a bet on the Jaguars to win the division at plus 1100. He texted me, you are an idiot. The Jaguars, what are you, crazy? They're about to win the division, In folks. Face. In your face, give me the Jaguars and give me the money. I'm going to take the Titans, and I'll tell you why. Because Josh Dobbs played really well against the Cowboys. They're going to run the ball. And I'm going to go with the number. Close game. 
Titans plus six You're and a half. You're going against your whole thing here. I am. Okay, well, wow. switching it on. I think they'll play close. Okay, you said. Well, I'm taking the Jaguars. You are, okay. Yeah, yeah. That Trevor Lawrence with that hair, is, of course. he looks good, right? And I was watching a little, little bit of, uh, you know, TikTok, and I saw this. Oh, you saw a little about, bit of TikTok no, talking about they're talking about this game. Oh, they are. So a few people picked, uh, you know. The Jaguars. The Jaguars, though. Yeah. yeah. You ever put a TikTok up of yourself? <laughs> you ever do, like, a little dance? <laughs> no, no, no. I cannot no. do it. No, no. I'm telling you, that would be pretty, I mean, that would be popular. We could do it together if you want. I don't care. Oh, Gio, do it. Oh, are you huh? kidding me? We'll yeah. put up the Boomer and Gio TikTok. Take the day, take the music, TikTok? and I'm ready. Yes, we do have a TikTok. Oh yeah, we got 1.5 million views on one of our videos on TikTok, believe it or not. Uh, I'm sure they're not Chinese bots. <laughs> yes, 100%. Uh, yeah, Japanese bots, actually. That's what Game number two. This one's emotional. Patriots and Bills and Orchard Park. The Bills minus seven. I'll take the Bills. Minus yeah. 90. Yeah, me too. I'm with you. It's, uh, it's going to be an emotional game. I just, I don't trust Zach jo uh, Mac Jones. You know, Mac Jones. The guy there. we called a douche earlier. This week. <laughs> Him. I didn't call him a douche. I oh. said he has a douche Sorry, attitude oh, that's on right. the field. Yeah. And a that douche is face. Yeah, okay. <laughs> on the field. No, I didn't say douchey. I said made faces. So stop putting words he in made, my mouth. He made douche faces. You said he's acting douchey on the douche. field and made faces. Douche face. You look like, a, like an entitled little douche. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think that that kid is going to be able to go into Buffalo under these circumstances. Douching. When I'm taking the Bills as well. <laughs> What's the number seven? Uh, yeah. Touchdown, yeah, I'm taking the Bills. Yeah, I mean, how could you not take the Bills? I'm There's sorry. a lot of douches. Gotta, gotta take the Bills. Do you think Mac Jones is douchey? No. No, you don't think so? He's a good guy. He's a good guy? He's a good <laughs> guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Is there one quarterback in the league you would think is a douche? Um, I don't know. There's a few of them there. There's a few of them there? Give me one. Just give me one. Huh? Give me one. Uh, Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Total douche, yeah. Yeah, just Total like douche. poor guy. I don't poor know guy. What, what happened to him. So hopefully next year, you know. He's not a douche. He washes off. It just uh, things happen sometimes. Things do happen sometimes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. All right, game number three. No idea who's playing quarterback for the Jets, but the Jets in Miami. Miami minus two. Taking the Jets. I don't know why, but I'm just taking the Jets. Hold on a second. I didn't even ask you who you're picking with the Bills and Patriots. I was too concerned <laughs> no, no, about who you, you know thought was answer. a douche. I'm taking the Bills. Bills, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, who'd you take? Boom. Jets. I'll take the Dolphins. I'm going to take the Dolphins and Skylar Thompson because if Joe Flacco is out there, or I mean, I just can't even imagine how dead of a game this is going to be. And the Dolphins need it, so... Give me the Dolphins. I'm taking the Jets. You're taking the Jets one well, final listen, time. Listen, I've been taking them for a few, a few weeks. So, so why not? Just ride it out. Hell with it. Let's do it. Good for you. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> hell with it. This good a logic is any. Oh, that's great. Oh, who the hell knows? Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Game number four. They cost me the Super Bowl anyway. Right, exactly. They did. <laughs> they did. This is a tough one. We don't know who's playing for the Giants or for how long. We don't know who's Eagles. playing quarterback for the Eagles. Eagles minus 14. I'm going to take the Giants I'm in this one. The Giants. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a ridiculous number regardless of who plays. I mean, the Giants play everybody close. Even their backups are going to play hard. Brian Dable's not going to let them get completely blown out. Give me the Giants. He took the Eagles. Oh, he did? Even thinking he about it. Oh, he took the Eagles. Oh, okay. I'm going with uh, Mr. Boomer. Going with I'm, the Eagles? Yeah. You're going with Mr. Boomer. Yeah. I'm fly, taking the Eagles. Eagles fly yeah. and the road to the victory. Game. There you go. <laughs> yep. We differ and the Eagles. I just took the Giants. Oh, I suppose. No, we differ on Titans, Jaguars, right. and now Giants, Eagles. Did you take the Dolphins? I did. I took the Jets. Oh, we differ on that too then.
I, might, you, have, I you, might have to take the pass. The only one we're <laughs> the same on is the Bills. I may have to change that. We'll see. Let's, what's the next game? Yeah, here's the problem. Okay. Well, maybe not. Uh, Lions, Packers, Green Bay minus four and a half. I'm going to take the Lions. I'm taking the Lions this one. Dan Campbell, last breath. From hard knocks to the end of the year, they got pride. Everybody's thinking Aaron Rodgers is going to roll into the playoffs. Lions win on Sunday night. Me too. All right. Well, I'll take the Packers then. <laughs> and by, the, by the way, I'll take the Pats then. All right. So All we right. will be totally You're really out. changing. <laughs> yes. Huh. Oh, look at that. So you're going against each other. So every you, every game. Every game. So there's a chance that Boomer comes way. back at times. Right? Yeah, there's a there's chance. Only way. Yeah, you've already crowned way. Jerry the champ here. But uh, All right there, Yusuf. I'm taking the Packers. You're taking the Packers, yeah, huh? Yeah, you got me flipping my pick there out to the Pats yep. just for this. And got then it. Uh, I'm taking the Packers. Okay. All right. Very good. So those guys are uh, up against one another. And uh, those are the Week 18 picks. We'll continue through Wild Card Weekend. You're a, you're a Giants fan? Yeah. You are yeah. a Giants I'm fan. I'm a Giant. Now I'm a Jet fan, too. You're now a Jet no. fan, yeah, too? Yeah. Both? Like, you know, yeah. You support them both? Yeah. You're trying to just appease the audience is what you're trying to no, do, right? No. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a mistake, but it is what it is. <laughs> it, is what it, it is what it is. All right, you said. Because I have a few friends here, you know, it's like the most of the... Right, just want to make yeah, everybody I, happy. That's the type of... Yeah, yeah. You're Sometimes a happy guy. You want everybody to else to be happy. You know. All right. And I feel sorry for that. You, know. <laughs> you feel sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wish it could be mixed. They could. All right, Yousef, great seeing you. Thank you. Have All a right, good weekend. weekend. All right, we'll yes. see, you. see you later. Have a great weekend, Yousef.